Double M on the X, joining me now in studio from DKPittsburghSports.com. He is Serbian reactionary, Dayon Kovacevic. Dayon, what do you make of Key Brian Hayes missing first base when he hit the home run? And why can't the Pirates figure out the concept of first base? <laughs> That's kind of low-hanging It's fruit, a base, yeah. and it's first. Come on now. You know, Brian Hayes, For any, I, I've seen a lot of misrepresentations of this. Uh, there's no defending missing a bag in any situation in baseball. But it's it's being portrayed that he missed it on a home run trot. He didn't. There was no There was no certainty that the ball was out. He was going in a full sprint, and there wasn't a home run called until he got to second base. He thought he hit it. He thought he got a piece of it. And he found out afterward, as he explained today, that Tarek Brock, the first base coach, was actually trying to yell to get him to come back. But he couldn't hear it over. Insert laughter here. It was an unusually loud crowd. Yeah, I just don't believe he couldn't hear it. I just, I'm just think telling, they blew in, it. In that moment, because all of those things converged at the same time, and look, he blew it. He made a mistake. He's also a, a tremendous, uh, talented player. Well, no one's disputing that. Yeah, I would just the, like and, to and see him also, touch first base when he's homeless. I guess the part of this reaction that's kind of bugged me, to be honest with you here, is the idea that immediately when someone does that, they're painted as dumb. You know, like, oh, don't they teach those guys anything or whatever? It's like, really, do you think that Brian Hayes was never taught to touch first base or that Will Craig wasn't taught that first base well, is a don't force forget, out when can, he spent you, half his life there? You can there? be dumb in small doses, and that's what happened last night. Yeah. Or I inattentive. I really think he just missed the bag. He was in a full sprint because he didn't – that ball off the bat, Mark, didn't look anything like a home run. Oh, I know. It barely made it out. It yeah. hit the foul pole. Mm-hmm. It was tough to tell visually yes. that it was a home run. But but is there enough accountability? I mean, is he going to play tonight? Is he back in the lineup? Of course he is. Yeah. Uh, that's ridiculous. He's missed two months. That's ridiculous. He's he's an elite talent, Mark. You know, this is uh, – this You is, need you accountability. You, you need to use fear as a teaching tool sometimes. You do, but he went out there in, in, the, in the next – for the remainder of the game – performed really, really well. And I think the biggest thing that you'd worry about, this, and this, the same thing happened with Will Craig, who by comparison is absolutely nobody in that franchise, uh, where you, you want to make sure that they're not beating themselves up over it. He, I think he, they he should beat he, themselves he, up. He knew what he did. He knew what he did. Well, you see, how am I supposed to take the Pirates seriously, which I don't anyway. Right. But mistakes like that and Will Craig... It's bad news bear stuff. It's it, embarrassing. It is, it is, except for the fact that they're middle of the pack in the majors in, in defense. They're middle of the pack in the majors in base running. So these are your fundamentals that you talk about. And I know this stuff isn't as you know sexy and dramatic as these oh, two not, things have been. Nothing about them is sexy. Well, n- no, but it, this kid can be. I mean, this kid, he has... <laughs> Until he leaves. He has an OPS right now. What else are you worried about that's going to happen in 2027? I just don't what think... What else happens if, in if 2027? I, if I thought there were going to be some good seasons between now and 2027, I, would, uh, well, I, I wouldn't dwell on that. That's the burden on this new front office, and we'll see if they can deliver. One, one thing that's interesting about Cabrian Hayes being here, though, Mark, I think there's a misconception that he's really, really young, and he's not. He's 24 years old. And you don't have forever to hold on to that window. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, you can make an argument that the window is every at-bat he takes here. Well, they, they, I still would rather prove a point by benching a guy who made a grievous mental error. You'd never bench him. I would. A oh, for sure. Years. Hey, so when I coach talk, if you made a mistake, you might not play for a month. 
or play very sparingly. <laughs> Actually, I played for you, and I can attest to that. There you go. <laughs> so, uh, on, on a lighter note, how much cheating goes on in MLB? You heard what Garrett Cole oh. said. Yeah, it's it's the the estimate on the number of pitchers that are applying some level of foreign substances or using nail files or whatever else is at roughly 80 to 85%. So there aren't many clean hands. So one thing that you're not going to see around baseball is any teams or any pitchers talking or acting high and mighty about this the way you did to an extent with the steroids thing because it's pretty much everybody. Well, but uh, now I'm they're cracking down, out. right? They're searching the pitchers on a fairly regular basis. They're going to they're going to be searching them as they come off the field after the outing, which strikes me as uh, kind of you know running you through security at baggage claim. Well, why don't they just <laughs> not do it? Why is there no honor left in baseball? Because there's not. Well, it's like, and I've heard you say this yourself over the years. You know, if you're not cheating, you're behind. And there's actually. Oh no, been, I've never yeah, said that. I am totally anti-cheating. No, I understand that. Except I don't. Also, believe, I don't believe steroids are cheating. I think they are a. Except that they welcome are welcome farm. No, they're not. They're a welcome pharmaceutical addition to enhance performance. And I thought we wanted to enhance performance. Let's not argue steroids. Let's no, no, no. About- but in, in this case, it you know. Uh, you know, a guy who got on, fell under some scrutiny here earlier this year was Richard Rodriguez of the Pirates, who's pitching better than he ever has in his life. And his spin rate's gone up, and there were pictures and videos showing him reaching into his glove and whatever else here. And I'm not speaking out of turn. This was actually brought up by San Diego Padres' manager. They were talking openly about Richard Rodriguez. Uh, baseball has no choice now. This is like the Houston Astros thing. Once it blows up, and boy, did Garrett Cole help it blow up yesterday with that non-answer. Once that happens, they have no choice but to take action. Uh, turning to the Penguins, after Gino blew out his knee and had major surgery, moving forward, what should the Penguins do about extending him? Well, uh, my you know my feel from the Penguins is that they're going to look at they're going to look at both. Malkin and Chris Letang uh, in terms of extensions. Now, how do you do that? How do you mitigate that against age and everything else? Well, Um, never mind that. Only one had his knee uh, cut in half. We don't know how serious that was. And knee knee surgeries are actually... If he's going to miss the start of camp and probably the first couple months, it's pretty severe. Yeah, I don't don't know if it's going to be a couple months. All they've said is the start of camp. But, um, you know, if they're playing it safe, maybe it will be. I don't know that that would affect a long-term contract. Plus, remember that that year is on an existing contract. My point is... That year is on an existing contract. I I would want to see him play and how he heals and his commitment to rehabilitation before I even think about yeah, extending Knee him. surgeries are pretty solid, Mark. Who who comes back from a knee surgery? This isn't Bobby Orr anymore. I mean, this is, you know. I, 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 don't, I don't care if it's Bobby Orr dipped in Jean Beliveau. I can't extend somebody <laughs> who just had major knee surgery until I see him play. I can't do it. Well, I I think I, I don't think you're going to see them look at the knee as something that's th- that would be a factor here. Well, I then really they're don't. fools. Well, I'm just saying I, I don't think that it will be. You also want to get these things done in the off season, and I think they're going to approach both players. They're going to approach it as a quote unquote core thing, and I do think that they're going to get it done. Well, then they've told me who's in charge. That would be the core. Yeah, well, you know the thing is, Mark. If you know, I, I know that the result of the first round was lousy, but I also know why. And I also know that it wasn't on the core. They didn't play. They didn't produce much. 
Uh, certainly Sid didn't. Yeah, they don't need to produce. That's no big deal. You're right. No, I didn't say that. But at the you same time, said it. I didn't. If they had goaltending, they'd still be playing. They're bringing him back, too. I know. That's that's an area where we won't differ. Brian Burke said on my show the Penguins want big players who can keep up with the team's current style. <laughs> Good luck. Right, Where right. Are those guys? Who's that? Because there's like 15 fours like that in the whole league. So you know, what if, do they do? If the Kachuk brothers' dad would come back and rewind the clock a little bit, well, I'd take Keith in a heartbeat. Hey, I, 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 I would, I would trade Gensel to him for like some artificial insemination. Look how, way down the road. How do you feel about Anthony Angelo? What do you, what have you seen in him? Uh. I hate his skating. Hate it? Well, I don't like it. Okay. But but then again, I don't think it matters who the 12th forward is. I think you could afford to play him. Okay. Well, in that case, what if he's your 12th forward instead of like a Freddie Goodrow? Oh, I don't have a problem with that at all. See, that's what I'm saying here. I think Freddie Goudreau is a curtain jerker. He's a journeyman who had a couple nice goals in the playoffs. Yeah, I mean, they were really happy with him because he gave them a big boost in the regular season. You'll remember when he came up when they needed him most, when they were completely running out of forwards, and along came Freddie but, but, but to save too, the day. Too often, fans especially want guys like that rewarded long term for 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 brief yeah, no, glimmers no, no, no. of success. No, and I mean, and once you got to the playoffs, I actually thought it was at least a little bit questionable to use Freddie instead of Evan Rodriguez. Not that that would have made the team bigger. Well, you see, I would have, I would have shuffled them in and out of the lineup because I think that you can't let those guys play every game. I think you want to use the adrenaline that each would produce uh, playing uh, sporadically. And the people that I've talked to inside the Penguins, they, they like everything about Angelo right now except for one thing, and that is that they feel they have to institute snarl yeah he's not mean game. enough you're right i've heard that as well yes and and that's you know we have seen in hockey at different points over the years with different players where you can coach that into them but it's not common you know it, to change someone's personality or to modify it or to bring out some inner demon uh isn't easy uh so i think their best chance of addressing this mark is Angelo or maybe trying some other role for Sam Lafferty where you just say, look, Sam, we don't care if you go 57 games with no goals or whatever it was that he just did. Yeah, but he's very sporadic on finishing his checks. That's one thing about Aston Reese I've always liked. That guy finishes his checks like a metronome. Yep, he's a pro. Bang, bang, bang. Sam Lafferty, some games he'll go out there and finish every hit. Some games he won't touch anybody. Yeah, and now when we're talking about skating, Sam can fly. And 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 Sam and Sam does have that big body and everything else, and you know the conversation that I'd heard that Mike Sullivan had with both of them at one point this past season was, "Do you understand? You understand that your your chance is flying by here. You understand that you don't have other alternatives to stay in this league other than to play the way we're suggesting that you play." And we'll see if that resonates. Uh. Let's get back to Jari. I've been told the Penguins organization still really believes in Jari, that they're not just, quote-unquote, saying the right things. I believe that, but I'm still dumbfounded. I, I am, too. And, and, and I At the very least, they got to bring in a veteran who can step in if he implodes. I'm, they need a better insurance policy than Casey I, DeSmith. Yeah, I'd go I'd You know, you've mentioned Auntie Ranta. I've mentioned a couple of veterans. I, you know, Jonathan Quick is one that jumps out to me, and... Uh, I understand that Quick's numbers have been down the last two, three years and that he might not even be seen as a statistical upgrade over Casey DeSmith. 
but when you're talking about a specific situation like this, a highly specific situation, you're, one of the things that you want to make sure that you guard against, Mark, is the utter implosion in the playoffs, meaning melting down in that scenario. Right. That's, that's what we saw. Jonathan Quick or someone of that ilk is going to walk into a playoff and be like, oh, yeah, hey, it's the playoffs again. It's not going to be any big deal. And as a result, they're going to be more competitive. Uh, predict the Steelers' record for 2021, because I bet you go too high. I know you've been down at OTAs. Yeah, I, I, I was down there today. Not that a session of OTAs would influence my season pick. Um, but, I, I mean, I'm looking at 10 wins. I, I'm looking at 10. Oh. How weird, by the way, is it to predict football records with a with a seventeen count, when you say it out loud, so, oh, I'm taking. Uh, 10 there's and no seven. way they're winning ten games. In fact, I'm going to bet five grand they win less than nine. Are you betting me five grand? No, no, no. Oh, you, okay. you don't have it. Come on. <laughs> but uh, but I don't no, even have a comeback for well, that. One. I'm just amazed at the optimism with a team that has a 39 year old quarterback, a terrible offensive line, mm-hmm. and a decimated secondary, and a pretty good defense still, and the number one defense. Except for the secondary. Up front. Secondary's rotten. You say secondary, but I'm still looking at Minka Fitzpatrick back there. Right. And if I were permitted... I'm looking at Justin Lane. Or, or what's that guy's Juan Pierre, the and, old baseball player? And uh, and you know they they have questions at right outside corner, but it's going to be Cam Sutton over there. It really is. Yeah, okay. And so. By the way, if Steven Nelson was such a loss, and you know what I'm going to ask here, why is he still... You know, they sitting should around. Bring him back. If, they could, st- if they could bring him back cheap, they should bring yeah, they him back. They won't, though, Mark. You know why? He used the word. You know, he used the hostage word. He was out 20 minutes after he tweeted that. You know, that that that's that's a Tomlin no-no. Yeah, I think that they should bring him back because they shouldn't, you know. But again, if he's honestly, that that's good, being petty. Why is he still, um, why is he still in Todd Frazier land? Why is he just still <laughs> sitting around, you know, well, doing nothing? Well, I don't know. I I just I think they need something in the secondary. I I think they're you see here's They do what, too. What about Malik Hooker? What if he adds to your safety depth? Well, what I, if you go with three safeties? I like well that's what I would do. I yeah. I said that on the program uh yesterday. Mm-hmm. I would sign Malik Hooker and in dime I would go with three safeties and drop Terrell Edmonds in the box where he's better than yes. playing regular safety. Yeah, he's like a skinny linebacker. Yeah. Yeah, and I could see that too. And plus you'd have Cam Sutton closer to doing what he's done well see, throughout his career. I don't trust Cam Sutton uh, moving from inside to outside depending on the package. I think that's a big demand to make on a guy who's who's mostly played inside. I do too, but man, he... Excuse me, mostly played outside. He he bites back on that, and so do his teammates. And and they, they feel really strongly... Well, they can strongly, bite back all they want, but they, they lost really, five of their last six. They feel really strongly that he can do that. Um, you know, when I look at that front, the defensive front, still, and I'm talking about all of them, uh, not just the three defensive linemen, but also TJ and Alex Highsmith, you're still talking about one of the better defensive fronts in football. Yeah, I nobody's disputing that, except I think Alex Highsmith could be a chink in the armor. We'll see. We'll see. And I mean, also, and also just, that defensive front is one injury away from being mediocre. That is accurate, because there is not depth there. And they were very fortunate last season. Well, they did lose Tyson Alualu for a little while, but for the first time in a long time, Stefan Tuitt was able to... To, to make it through the whole season. Look, it's it's not I'm not suggesting they're gonna be some powerhouse here, but I think that there are ten wins I, is, I, I is think, too many. There's no way they're winning ten. What if games. they run the ball well, Mark? What if they move the ball? I mean we're talking about what if going Ben from falls in the fountain of youth. Thirty we're going from a thirty two rank 
in rushing to something presumably significantly higher than that, I think that's going to make a difference. Well, here's why I'm betting under. Uh, and big, as I've told you. Under what? Under 10? Under 9. Under 9, okay. Under 9. Uh, and it might be 8.5. It, 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 my, the amount I met, well, I, I like 9. I think at 9, I, the worst I can do is push. I think nine's their ceiling. But the reason being is I think that offensive line is terrible, and I think sooner or later it gets Ben hurt. I mean, maybe not grievously, but I would be shocked if Ben started like more than 13 games next year. The offensive line is so loaded with question marks right now. No, no, there's no that... question marks. They stink. We don't know that yet. Uh, but they, they, they have so many question marks that the Steelers themselves are making it clear. Tomlin is making it clear to his players that the only anointed starter of the entire group is David DeCastro. Everyone else is going to be put and, and into some kind up. of other. Is he or was he really banged up last year? Well, I, I'm sure at 30 or 31 or whatever he is, he's not going to be what he was. Year, right. He's not going to be. He's not going to be what he was. You know, three or four years ago. But I'll, I'll give someone of his character uh, the benefit of the doubt as to what he can be if he's fully healthy. Uh. Who would win a fight between Stan Saverin and Sally Wiggin? <laughs> well, no, no, I'm serious. This is something your your website should sponsor because look at the money that Logan Paul versus Floyd Mayweather drew. I think Stan Saverin and Sally Wiggin is big money. Uh, let's see. Um, I don't know. Sally's pretty tough. That's my point. Yeah. <laughs> see, I, here, I said yesterday it's going to be double juice, double stretcher, don't forget, Sally's so tough, oh, she once geez. ate cake out of a trash can. Did you know that? I've heard this story from you so many times. Stan saw it. Stan saw it. <laughs> See, in that case, Sally really owes him a solid beating just for making sure that everyone knew that story. Oh, I don't know. I picture Stan. Sally's going to be more mobile Stan's than Stan. too nice, man. Stan's not going to fight Sally. He's a nice guy. Never mind. He's a gentleman and everything else. Oh, they would fight. For big money, they would absolutely fight. How about you? Who would you fight? Oh, boy. I mean, pretty much half of the B team at this point, right? How about all of them? Nah. How about one after the other? Like I always said, I would fight a boy band one after the other. Nah, I like that. Oh, you know I would fight I like for sure? Guy. I would fight Queensryche one after the other. <laughs> there was one other band, too, but mostly Queensryche. I'd, I'd, and that goes for the current Queensryche and the old Queensryche. One after the other. Bam, bam, bam. Judas Priest is touring. Did you see that? Yeah, and, and you're not a priest guy, are you? You, oh, never, no, I, you I, never went to full metal. Oh no, I've gone, I've gone to see priest. I know, but you I mean, never, I, you're I, not I, really you like know what, full you know what, metal. You know a priest is sure I am. I go to see Megadeth all the time. Okay, here's my here's my priest quotion, Dejan. I will not travel to see them. Uh, I will go to see them if it's within easy driving distance, like at Star Lake or whatever. That's how I am with my bands. Yeah, but, but, I, you, but you're not coming to Pittsburgh. I'm not coming to but see I, you. But I went on a cruise to see UFO. Well, that's different. You, you know, go, you go all over. I've traveled everywhere to see White Snake. Yeah. I've traveled to see Deep Purple, going on a cruise to see Deep Purple next year. Which Deep Purple? Who's still in Deep Purple? Why are we talking about this? Gillen Glover, Ian Pace. Oh, that's worth it. Uh, Richie Blackmore is still, you know. No. No, he's not in it. Oh, okay. Steve Morse. But Steve Morse has been in from Dixie Dregs for 20 years. And then John Ward passed away a few years I'm back. I'm aware, yeah. So Don Airy, who is a logical successor, ex-Rainbow, ex-everybody. Yeah, really, yeah, yeah, yeah. He was, he was always part of that pack. I didn't mean to change the subject. Sorry. No, that was better than what the crap we <laughs> usually talk about. That it's time to ask Mark anything. Four one two three 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 WXDX. Call right now and ask Mark anything. This is Brent Musburger's Visa in Action update on iHeartMedia Pittsburgh. Now.